Hey everyone, I'm Russ Willett from PipesAndCigars.com and welcome to PNC's Talking Tobacco Live. Um, boy, it's uh, it's been crazy. We had a fantastic, fantastic August uh, for PNC. Uh, customer Appreciation Week was incredibly well received this year. Um, the specials that we had on um, apparently must have hit home with you folks because uh, they they went incredibly, incredibly well. And uh, we have even more stuff lined up soon. Uh, we're having a uh, meeting very shortly on uh, new products, new projects for the next year and a half to two years. Uh, and there are some really neat ideas in there. And we're waiting for clarification um, on a couple of things, but uh, Depending on how that goes, uh, it may open up even more opportunities for uh, some really neat ideas coming to fruition sometime in the next couple of years. And hi, Dale and Buck and Sean. Glad that you're all here today. So um, there's going to be a lot going on. Uh, and I'll go over a bunch of it with you um, here shortly. Uh, we, we've had uh, some conversations about uh, tobaccos, about pipes, um, about new accessory items. Uh, some are already in the works and you'll see them soon. Um, the exciting news uh, in the short term is that we received the pouches uh, for the Stanwell uh, Norman Rockwell pipes. So, um, hello David, how are you? Uh, so, now it's just a matter of uh, getting the, the pipes and the pouches together. The pipes are going to come uh, in two finishes. Uh, this right here is the smooth. It comes in a mahogany finish. It's got a satin silver band on it. It's not actually silver. It's, it's uh, like a matte nickel. Uh, but beautifully smooth, six inch long, uh, smaller billiard, uh, which is almost identical to the pipe uh, that uh, he smoked in the triple self portrait. And so um, if you want a pipe um, that could very well have been a pipe like what Norman Rockwell smoke, uh, you're going to want to get one of these. Comes in the mahogany smooth. It also will come in a black sandblast. Um, it has Norman Rockwell's signature on the shank and uh, of course has the Stanwell crowned S uh, stamped on the on the uh, stem so it's going to be a very special limited edition and rather than um, having boxes made uh, we had black leather pouches created uh, just about the perfect size for the pipe hey Dan how are you Scott good to see you um, so the, the leather pouch is just the right size for the pipe. Uh, it will be packed in the pouches rather than a box. 
It's a black leather zippered pouch and it has Norman Rockwell by Stanwell stamped on it. Um, they're going to be very reasonable for a limited edition factory pipe. Um, Dan wants to know if there will be a Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving turkey stuffed with his favorite blend. No, um, this year is going to be the Norman Rockwell turducken. Um, so you have a, a turkey that will be stuffed with a duck, and the duck is stuffed with a hen, and then the, the hen is stuffed with a good-sized handful of uh, Edgeworth Ready Rub from uh, 1962. So it's, it's going to be a very interesting uh, Thanksgiving meal. And um, instead of whipped cream or ice cream with the apple pie, um, we're going to uh, serve our uh, Thanksgiving pumpkin pie uh, with warhorse sprinkled on top. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty neat. For that reason, um, Spike the Wonder Dog will not be getting uh, any of the turducken or the the uh, pumpkin pie. So, uh, anyway, there's, there's a bunch happening. Um, now that we're past customer appreciation week, um, we've got a whole new bunch of things happening. So let's talk about those before we get into, um, what I want to talk about this week, which is your favorites. Um, and we'll we'll have a little a little play uh, back and forth here uh, to see what your favorites are. So let's take a look uh, in particular at what's happening on PNC. And so we're going to um, we're going to start right off with uh, something I think is just really neat. And that's the Viking Bifrost type. Um, when I was involved in developing uh, this line of pipes, um, we wanted to see what a red sandblast would look like for these pipes. And you can see for yourself um, the red just really pops on these pipes. Um, all of the, the sandblasted areas of the pipe are, as it's referred to in the business, um, they're antiqued, which means that after the, um, after the pipe has been sandblasted and stained, um, they quickly wipe over, um, now the stain, by the way, I should mention, has um, a bit of um, shellac mixed in. Um, sorry, folks. Um, this is something that I've been dealing with for the last week, and I, I don't know... Um, how it happened, but uh, how it keeps happening. But uh, all of a sudden, um, my browser just shuts down for no reason. Uh, I, I can't explain it, um, and I wish I could uh, figure it out, but it's definitely no fun when it happens. Anyway, the Viking Bifrost, we had them 
uh, sandblast the pipe. And then what they do, because they mix a little bit of lacquer in with um, the red stain, uh, it seals the pipe up so they can quickly wipe the pipe with a, um, with a black stain and then they wipe it off and the dark stain only stays in the low lights so you get a really beautiful contrast uh, on the sandblasting. It comes with um, a Cumberland uh, colored stem. Uh, yeah, Dale says the pipes were so stunning it just froze up. Uh, yeah, that, that could, uh, that could definitely be. But, um, the, the reddish, uh, color with the black contrast in the Cumberland just pairs up so beautifully with these pipes. And then there's a triple, uh, trim ring, uh, the, um, the trim ring has two gold tone bands, and then in between is a Cumberland covered band. So, I mean, color coordination on these pipes uh, just is really stunning. And uh, I'm really thrilled with the way they turned out. And at 15% off, these pipes are already... Uh, especially for a brand like Viking, they're already reasonably priced, but at 15% off, uh, they're just a remarkable value. And um, they're incredibly well-executed pipes. So I, I definitely uh, recommend um, anybody uh, who's interested uh, in, in a new pipe, especially with some more contemporary designs. Take a look at Stanwell. And um, Dan mentions that the Italian Stanwells um, are all first class. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because um, these Viking pipes are among the first ones to be made at the same factory as Stanwell. So uh, I, I think uh, that's just one more uh, selling point for these really incredible uh, and affordable bikes. Uh, David likes the way they split up the band treatment on the vent. Yeah, yeah, with the uh, inset stem rather than a flush fit, uh, that's, that's really different and neat. Uh, I, I like these pipes a lot myself. Uh, so if you're looking for an average size pipe with uh, some really different look, uh, a different, really different look to, to it, the Viking, Viking Bifrost is just a, a really fantastic value. And so, let's move on to Barracini. Now, you're starting to notice uh, something here. Viking and Barracini uh, items on sale this week. Two of our biggest brands, uh, both with items on sale. And for Barracini, it's all pipes, pouches, and lighters, 15% off. And, um, you know, when, when Barracini started out, they were basically pipes that we would buy on closeout and we would have them stamped uh, with the name Barracini. Uh, but uh, about uh, five years ago, we began redesigning Barracini because we wanted them to uh, be unique. Uh, we wanted them to be distinctly Italian in appearance, uh, and which they certainly are. And uh, so we've got a nice broad selection of different finishes, uh, color combinations, 
Um, there are smaller pipes, there are larger pipes. Uh, Barrachini really covers the gamut as far as classically designed Italian briars go. And now um, there's an entire line of Barrachini pouches. They're all black featuring a uh, tan contrast, whether it's like the piping that you see there on the pouch uh, in the illustration or whether um, it's patches or contrast stitching uh, that black and tan combination uh, goes really, really well with the Barrachini pipes too. And then, of course, you see the Barrachini lighter there with the swing-out scraper and tamper and side-firing soft flame butane. Um, but if you're looking to buy a new pipe, a pouch, um, certainly Barrachini is one of your best options if you want to get a world-class quality factory-made pipe. Uh, at an affordable price, uh, I don't think you can do better than you can with Barrachini. And that brings us to our third big brand of the week, and that's Stanwell Pipes, Pouches, and Tobacco at 20% off. So this is almost uh, like we extended Customer Appreciation Week. Three of our biggest brands, all with some incredible deals uh, there in the standwell you see a number of their best known lines there's the standwell lighter standwell vanilla pipe tobacco standwell pouches the pouches all come in black and at the very bottom you see the 2000 um, the 2023 uh, pipe of the year and uh, David likes his Barraginis as well. But all of these pipes and pouches and tobacco accessories are all 20% off. Um, and there's plenty of Snanwell fans out there. Um, are the Barraginis pipes out of the Italian Snanwell factory? Uh, some of the Barraginis pipes do come from the same factory as Sandwell, yes. Um, we have a certain pipes made at certain factories because some factories are better at certain things than others. And uh, so the ones that uh, we thought they would uh, be best making for Barrachini, we definitely are having made at that factory. And so we've got a sale right now on 16-ounce bags of Peter Stokeby Bulk. They're only $32.50, and if you purchase any one-pound bag of any Peter Stokeby tobacco, you can get a $50 value ceramic jar, Peter Stokeby ceramic jar, um, and uh, red ceramic. Uh, with the Peter Stokely logo on the side, a bale closure, and a thick uh, silicone uh, gasket on it. Uh, so it really will keep your tobacco in nice shape for a pretty good amount of time without any humidification. Um, Matthew wants to know, is anything new on cigars? There are so many new cigars out there right now that it's almost impossible to keep up. Um, and uh, there, there's, there's some fantastic stuff uh, coming out at the current time. Uh, we, can, uh, we can get into that more. Maybe one of the uh, weeks that we, uh, we do the show with Kane, um, because he, he's definitely got strong cigar background. Uh, we can talk about new cigars some week. You know, that's a good question, David. Uh, I don't know if it includes bullseye. Um, 
that price seems a little low for Bullseye, but um, you would have to click on the link and check it out to be sure. Um, most of the time when we do the 16-ounce bag deal, uh, we don't include the three luxury blends, uh, just simply because there's a big cost difference between them. Um, and so let's move on to the CAO Flavors Tobacco Tin. So Eileen Stream, which is uh, Irish Cream and White Chocolate Truffle. Um, Bella Vanilla, flavored with Madagascar Vanilla, sometimes also referred to as bourbon vanilla, but that's not because there's any bourbon flavor, uh, but because um, at one point, um, Madagascar, um, the, the islands that include Madagascar uh, were referred to as the bourbon islands. And so the name kind of stuck for the vanilla but it's not like bourbon liquor. It is the highest grade of vanilla that you can, you can use. And for those of you who aren't uh, familiar, vanilla actually comes from an orchid. Um, and they're very uh, sensitive. Uh, they're hard to grow. Um, and it's surprising to me that vanilla is as affordable as it is. Now, uh, vanilla also comes from places like Mexico um, and from Tahiti. Um, the flavor is different. Um, the Madagascar vanilla is the traditional, very warm, uh, sweet, creamy type of vanilla. Uh, Mexico is a bit spicier than um, Madagascar, and um, and the Tahitian uh, vanilla has a bit more of a floral quality, uh, but uh, it, it uses true Madagascar vanilla for the flavoring. Uh, cherry Bomb is a mixture of uh, cherry flavors. Um, and uh, very noticeable, rich, and tangy. And then Moon Trance is a combination of Madagascar vanilla and fruits, and uh, truly pretty amazing. Uh, these blends go back uh, to a time uh, when um, CAO was transitioning their tobaccos uh, from the previous manufacturer. Um, CAO tobaccos at one point um, were made by Germaine, and uh, there were a number of very popular tobaccos. And um, I'm sorry, not Germaine, they were made by Ban Tobacco. And um, when they when they moved manufacturing away from Dan Tobacco, they um, wanted to copy one blend in particular, uh, which was Dan's Blue Note. And Moon Trance is their attempt um, to recreate uh, Blue Note under the CAO brand. Uh, Ed wants to know, uh, just popping in to say hi, he says, I've been catching up on the show, thanks to the podcast. Loved uh, hearing about the history of some of the PNC brands. That was cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad you think so. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll do more of that stuff as time goes on. And now, well, we move on to this week's Tobacco of the Week, which is, gee, it's a uh, a blend that's not very popular at all, and that uh, my mixture nine six five, uh, of course now under the Peterson brand. This is a traditional Scottish mixture, 
It's medium bodied uh, Latakia, Virginia, and Orientals, Macedonian Orientals, uh, to be exact. And then there's some brown Cavendish, which is in the US, that's what we refer to as black Cavendish. Here in the US, black Cavendish is made from Burley. Um, in, um, in most of Europe, black Cavendish is made of Virginia because they don't have to add any sugar um, to to darken a Virginia because it has a lot of natural sugar. Um, they use an unflavored burley based Cavendish um, to add to my mixture 965, giving it a very subtle hint of brown sugar in the background. Um, and certainly one of the, the biggest uh, of the three major blends uh, that used to be Dunhill but now are under the, the Peterson brand and it's on sale. So if you're a 965 fan, here's your chance to stock up. Um, and then September's monthly deal is our pouch sale. So every year for a month, uh, we take a whole bunch of pouches and we discount them. And that's great for fall because you do a lot of, uh, or if you're like me anyway, you do a lot of uh, walking during the fall. It's a little cooler. I can take Spike out for a longer walk. Um, not coming home soaked in sweat. Um, and so having a convenient pouch to slip in your pocket while you're out there, taking a, a, a fall stroll uh, is a great idea. And for the entire month of September, you get to save a bunch of money uh, on some great pouch tobaccos. So take a look at that. That says, uh, given the recent ruling in premium cigars, you think this has any implication for premium pipe tobacco could be easier to bring new blends to market again. Also, could you explain why it's easier for brick and mortar shops to create and sell blends versus companies like PNC? Um, yes, I, I certainly, um, I certainly can address that. Uh, we actually had a conversation about this uh, around a week ago. Um, right now, they are taking a look at the regulations to see if this frees us up on the pipe tobacco side. If it does, I will be back uh, at my blending bench and I will be cranking out new blends um, pretty quickly. Uh, I have a bunch of ideas all written down. It'll just be a matter of tweaking and finalizing those blends. If that does come to pass, I would expect within, uh, by the end of the year, I will have a better idea of what's going on. And if we can bring anything new to market, um, expect to see some in the new year. Can I explain why it's easier for brick and mortar shops to create and sell blends versus us? Yeah, it's very simple. The regulations from the FDA say that if a tobacco is blended in front of the customer, then blending tobaccos in store is fine. So if I had a brick and mortar and I was behind the counter all day long and people wanted a new blend, um, they could come in and I can create them a new blend because they can physically see what I'm doing. Um, I think it's a rather silly ruling, but that's the way that the regulations are set up. Um, I mean, any company that's reputable to any degree isn't going to do anything uh, untoward while they're uh, blending tobaccos. 
so it shouldn't make any difference. Uh, but that's the way that the, the regulations were written. Hopefully, we'll see uh, an easing in that, and um, and uh, I'll I'll try to crank some new stuff out for next year. Uh, Dan says, uh, please take note that the former Dunhill branded blends have not changed since the name swap. That's absolutely true. Um, before Dunhill wanted completely out of pipes and tobacco and cigars, um, they had their tobaccos manufactured by STG in their factory in Athens, Denmark, for uh, probably 10, 12 years. Um, prior to that, uh, they, they were made by Murray's, but um, STG took over the manufacturer again, you know, about 12 years ago or so, when STG bought the, the Peterson brand, they also were able to buy access to a number of the old Dunhill blends. The only rule was they could use the blend names, but they couldn't use the Dunhill name. So um, they, the two purchases kind of got merged. And so now those old Dunhill blends are uh, being made under the Peterson brand, but they're being made in the same factory by the same people using the same tobaccos. So there's no difference between uh, what you buy now as Peterson, my mixture 965, and what you bought as Dunhill, my mixture 965 from seven years ago. So, um, that's uh, the rundown on um, the Peterson Dunhill thing. Um, uh, maybe if things don't change, you can video your blending and supply with blends you blended while we watch. That's that's interesting. Um, you know, I've also done the blend kits. Uh, we just came out with my newest blend kit, which is s'mores, which is chocolate and notes of graham cracker and uh, and marshmallow in it. And later this year, I will have a new blend kit coming out um, that's targeted toward people who like light cigars, especially if they like the uh, dry, cured Italian-style cigars like the Novoli, Parodi, Toscano. Um, that blend will be coming out uh, later this year. Uh, and, and this is our, uh, you know, um, Dale says there's got to be a loophole somewhere. That's our loophole. Uh, what I do is I come up with a new blend, but I send you the tobaccos. The three tobaccos that will go into um, the, the new blend coming out later this year are already approved by the FDA. So I'm sending you three approved tobaccos, and then all you have to do is put them in a bowl and blend them. And so that's our workaround currently. Unfortunately, it makes it difficult because um, we, we can't sell it in whatever quantity we want. We have to sell it in a quantity that makes sense for a blend kit. So most of the blend kits will make 8 or 16 ounces of tobacco. And uh, while that's a bit inconvenient, at the, at the same time, it does allow me to bring new blends to market. Uh, David says he's got 8 ounces of chocolate-covered espresso being mingling and aging now. Yeah, uh, let that stuff marry. Always tastes better that way. Um, so, 
let's take a look at my cigar clippings. Where on the plant does your tobacco come from? Um, very much like Virginia, which is prime. In other words, the leaves are removed from the plant while the plant's still in the ground, and you start from the bottom up. And in the case of Virginia, the bottom leaves um, are referred to as cutter. Uh, and then the middle leaves of the plant are referred to as leaf. And the upper leaves of the plant are called tips. Um, by removing the leaves from the ground up, that means that the leaves at the top of the plant get the maximum amount of nutrients and also uh, sunlight. And that's why um, the Virginia leaves from the top of the plant, the tips, um, definitely have more nicotine in them than the leaf or the cutter grades. Uh, cigar tobacco uh, is harvested in a similar manner, what they refer to as a priming manner. And, um, and then you have um, Viso, Seco, Lejero, and, and they, they refer to the parts of the plant in the same way that we talk about cutter, leaf, and tips. Um, the mellower tobaccos and the ones that burn the most easily are the ones lower on the plant. Uh, they tend to be thinner leaves um, because the more sunlight and nutrients that the leaf gets, the tougher and more leathery it becomes. And um, that that's kind of the answer to the question as to why uh, cigars always seem to have a point on the cherry end of the cigar. And that's because if you're going to get the cigar to burn properly, you have to take the slowest burning tobacco and put it in the center of the cigar. Uh, so if there's Lajero in the blend, you're normally going to put that piece of Lajero right down the center of the filler because it's going to burn the slowest. And this way you wind up with a cigar that has a point to it because the leaf in the center is burning slower than the rest. Um, so if you're looking to um, fill out a cigar with a smoother, mellower uh, tobacco, uh, to kind of create a harmony in the blend. That's where you take leaves from the lower and the middle parts of the plant. And then when you're trying to really give it a jolt of flavor, you're going to take uh, tobaccos from higher up on the plant because they have more flavor, more spice, more power, more nicotine. And so, uh, that's that. And so that's what I have for um, what's happening on PNC this week. So I want to spend the rest of the time talking about what you like. Uh, Dale says, just got some old age butternut burley in a trade. Ah, butternut burley. That's really probably the aromatic to put PNC on the map. And still going strong all these years later. Um, so, let's talk about your favorites. So, what's your favorite? Do you prefer vent pipes? Or do you prefer straight? Um, I definitely am a vent pipe guy. 
although I have plenty of straight pipes. Um, I prefer bent. And I'm actually more an eighth quarter bent uh, smoker. I like pipes like, um, like Prince's, Zulu's, um, and those are more slightly bent. Uh, but I, I like them because they do get the bowl out of my line of sight. Um, but they're not so far down the dangle. Uh, Dale says the pipe he smokes depends mainly on his mood at the time. I think that's probably true of, uh, of a good portion of people. I think, uh, I think a lot of uh, folks, um, well, and not only mood, but based on uh, what you're doing at the time. If you're working on the computer, you're you're reading a book or whatever event type makes the most sense because it gets the bowl out of your way. Um, David says he leans toward bent mainly because he's bent. Okay. And he likes eight and quarter bent, but he also likes umpals. Uh, umpals are neat because uh, they really get the bowl out of your line of sight. Um, and it sits fairly close to your face, even though it's a fairly long pipe. Um, Dale said, that being said, he smokes a bent uh, Missouri Mearsham legend 80% of the time. Uh, David Ellsworth uh, mentioned jaw hangers. It's the Umpal, or sometimes called the Hungarian. And um, Briar Works makes a, a version, a smaller version of, uh, of an Umpal. And I have one, and it's really kind of neat because it actually does, the bowl actually touches my beard uh, hanging down. You want to talk about a uh, jaw hanger. Sean says, any of them that lets me enjoy tobacco, I'll go with. Well, that's a very practical viewpoint, Sean. Um, you know, our research shows that um, bent is definitely the preferred uh, style. And um, I didn't realize how much uh, until we did a, uh, a deep dive on some recently um, made pipes. And uh, we found out that we sold about 80% bent uh, to 20% straight pipes. So um, that was a bit of a revelation. And um, so let's move on to the next question what's your favorite aromatic english virginia burley in my case it's all of the above uh i i can't remember the last time that i smoked the same blend twice in a row uh for the most part you know if i have a latakia blend the next thing I smoke won't have any. Um, I like to change it up for the same reason that I, I also smoke cigars. I, I need to change up flavors, otherwise uh, my palate really gets dead. Um, you know, smoke the same tobacco twice in a row, and all of a sudden by the time you get to the bottom of the bowl, it's more like hot air than anything else. Uh, you need a way to allow your taste buds to recover. And I do that by switching uh, blends. Um, Sean says aromatics are his favorites uh, with Virginia's close behind. 
but says aromatic for years, now everything. David says all of the above with Burley and English on the forefront. Yeah, I, you know, aromatics are, if, if this program were reaching um, the broadest spectrum of people, Uh, I would, I would see a lot more mentions of aromatics, and, and there's plenty of mentions of aromatics to begin with. But um, because in the general um, pipe smoking community, aromatics are about ninety to ninety-five percent of all tobaccos. I mean, if you take a look at the bulk tobaccos that are out there, the vast majority of bulk tobaccos are aromatic ones. So, you know, these are all important things to, um, to bear in mind when you're deciding what tobaccos to carry as a retailer. Um, it, it's... You know, it, it's in the, again in the broad population, uh, aromatics run away with it, um, and then after that come Burleys and then English and Virginia blends. Um, you know, if if there's kind of a day setup, Virginias are great early in the day because. They have a lower nicotine content. It's a good way to kind of ease your way into the day. Um, but for the long-time veteran pipe smokers, uh, that might be a burly blend because uh, you've built up enough of a tolerance uh, to nicotine that you kind of want that little jolt uh, in the early part of the day. Um, but also a lot of people like to go with mellower flavored tobaccos like uh, Virginia's uh, in the earlier part of the day. And then they go for more pronounced flavors as the day goes on. So we we'll go into English blends um, because of the intense flavor of Latakia. Um, or some of the more intensely flavored aromatics. But everybody's different. Some people change based on the weather. Um, you know, some folks during the summer will smoke Virginia's and Burleys and then switch over to English uh, when the weather cools down. Basically, you do you uh, whatever you like. That's what you should enjoy. But says he's starting to really love English ones now. Dale said, never been a lot of Kia fan, fan, but our best of the rest English is quickly changing his mind. That's great to hear. Um, but said the same. Um, Sean says, Black Cavendish and Stove, Virginia, he could smoke all day, all the time. That's a nice combination. I, I had to blend um, like that in the Hearth and Home Marquee series uh, used to be, uh, it's called Obsidian, and it was Black Cavendish, Latakia, Parique, uh, and uh, Stove Cavendish. And um, that was a really interesting blend. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we discontinued it about seven years ago, but uh, but it, it's a, an interesting blend, all black. Uh, Dale says, as a cigarette smoker, you go straight to Burleys. That certainly makes a lot of sense. Um, David says some of the other blends are excellent, like the Pipe Force Episode Five, Pressed and Stove. Rustica and Caterini and so Virginia. Not an everyday thing, but very rich taste. I can see that. 
Butts is uh, Hearth and Home Chestnut is getting to be a favorite too. That's a real classic over-the-counter type blend. Uh, Sean says uh, it sounds like he would enjoy Obsidian. Uh, we might bring that back for a limited amount of time. That's something that we've done in the past with certain uh, Hearth and Home signature blends. Bring them back for 90 days or, or so, but um, I will uh, I will definitely take a look at that. Maybe uh, we'll bring it back in eight ounce or one pound bags for a limited amount of time. Okay. So the next question. What do you prefer to drink with a pipe? Um, I, uh, I definitely uh, prefer spirits, but that has a lot to do with being diabetic. Um, beer is not good for diabetics. Uh, I mean, some are better than others, obviously. If I, you know, go out to dinner and I want to have a beer with my meal, um, I will have a Michelob Ultra. Uh, that's that's low carb, um, but the low carb beers aren't particularly interesting flavor wise. Um, they're not horrible. They're just not great. Uh, but for the most part, when I'm, I'm uh, smoking a pipe and I'm having a drink, it's spirits, uh, bourbon. Uh, I do like cognac from time to time. Um, although sometimes cognac's a bit, uh, a bit too sweet for me. Um, but spirits being distilled the sugars are all converted to alcohol so i'll have that um you know and i'm and i'll definitely check your comments here um hot coffee sweet tea dr pepper um sugar-free decaffeinated heart and diabetes issues yeah, I, I've been able to avoid the heart issues, but definitely have diabetes. Um, usually don't drink anything, but I prefer coffee with morning pipes. That's certainly a, a good choice. One Q with red wine, old-fashioned with an English. Yeah, all right, I can see that. I can see that. Nice contrast. Uh, between the sweetness of the bourbon and you get a bit of smokiness from the charred barrel. Um, that, that would work well. David says coffee black or sweet, sweet iced coffee, hot and cold, sweet teas and water. Um, just for your reference, um, there are certain drinks that help to cleanse the palate. And they, they need to have one of three things um, to really do a, a good job. Uh, they either need to be tannic, they need to be effervescent, uh, or they need to contain alcohol. And the reason those are the best things to have with a pipe or a cigar is because all three of those things will help cleanse your palate. Um, uh, Dale mentioned port. Um, port is fantastic with a good cigar and especially good with an English blend. But coffee and tea work well as companions because they are tannic. They, they have tannins. 
and those tannins kind of scrub your your tongue and mucous membranes. Um, they're astringent, um, which is why some people feel that um, with some teas and coffees that their mouth dries out after they drink. Uh, and, and that's because of the tannins. Uh, there are also tannins in wines. Uh, so wines tend to do a good job. Um, effervescence does well to cleanse the palate, but uh, if you go over the top, it can be bad. You know, people talk about uh, all, all these different brands of seltzers that are out there. Um, seltzer can be a wonderful companion or it can be terrible. And the reason I say that is, you know, you're introducing heat in your mouth when you're smoking a pipe or when you're having a cigar. And the last thing you need is over-the-top effervescence. Um, because it will create a burning sensation um, if you get too much. That's why uh, when uh, Dale mentioned Dr. Pepper, you know, Dr. Pepper is one of the less carbonated uh, sodas. Um, it's creamier in, in mouthfeel. Um Whereas something like um, certain brands of ginger ale uh, are very aggressive in their effervescence. And lemon-lime sodas tend to be that way. Um, so the more effervescent it is, the more problematic it is uh, for uh, pairing up with a pipe. Uh, or with a good cigar. And alcohol will do it. Alcohol will cut through the oils and help cleanse your palate. Uh, and I, I've mentioned root beer works. Yes, root beer, cream soda, uh, those are all lower effervescence. Birch beer, uh, another one that's, that's a little lower in effervescence. And, um, and they're fine. Um, so, you know, if you're looking for, um, if you're looking for the ideal um, palate cleanser uh, to drink with your pipe, um, that would be uh, champagne. It's ideal because it is effervescent, it contains alcohol, and it contains tannins. So it has all three of the things that cleanse your palate. And, and that's why um, uh, champagne is served uh, a lot uh, with appetizers. Um, especially rich appetizers uh, because it really does help keep the palate nice and uh, clean. And do you prefer to clench or hold your butt? I'm, I'm a clencher. I've mentioned that many times. Um, but that's because uh, I smoke my pipe a lot when I'm uh, working, and I smoke uh, when I'm driving. And so for that reason, uh, clenching just makes perfect sense. Um, it's also why I tend to go with mint pipes, and it's also why uh, I won't sm smoke a new pipe in the car if it has an acrylic stem until I've smoked it for a while because I don't want the pipe sliding around in my jaw. 
and uh, when acrylic stems are new they do that so i'll smoke it um you know sitting at the table at home uh or whatever until i can work a little bit of a tooth mark uh into the stem and once i do that then it's fine for smoking in the car but up until that point um it stays home and david says he's a holder one possible but clench when driving and doing tests yeah yeah that's it's pretty much where i'm at and then um what country's pipes do you prefer me it makes no difference i, I go by um the reputation of the manufacturer um the the shape is going to do a lot there the finish um i i'll check the pipe for proper drilling and that sort of thing uh, but i i really don't have a preference um when i first started smoking the pipe i definitely uh leaned toward danish pipes um, but as time went on, my tastes became uh, extremely eclectic. Um, Dale says, uh, asks whether I like the rubber bit protectors. No, I, I don't. Um, it makes the the stem feel too big and clunky to me. Um, you know, when it comes to cigars. Um, for those of you who aren't that familiar with cigars, when we talk about ring gauge in terms of the size, that's the diameter of the cigar. And ring gauge is expressed by a number. And that number is the number of 64ths of an inch in diameter. Um, so if a, if a cigar is 64 ring gauge, that means it's a full inch in diameter. Um, I prefer Coronas and Lonsdales. Um, the, um, they're 42 to 44 ring gauge, which is smaller. I find it more comfortable to smoke and I get the best overall flavor from that size because the wrapper makes up a good portion of the total volume of the cigar. And the reason I talk about that um, is because it's for the same reason I don't care for the soft bits. I don't like big cigars. I don't like having big anything hanging out of my mouth. I don't want a, a, a 60 ring gauge cigar, way too big for me. Uh, I don't even care for like 52, 54. Um, 50 is really as high as I'd like to go. doesn't mean I won't smoke a bigger cigar. Uh, I just don't like sitting there with my jaw open like that. And for the same reason, I don't care for the softy bits. Uh, Dale says Petite Corona for him. And then a Robusto next. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at. Uh, you know, Robustos, when they first came out, were 50 ring gauge. The predecessor to the uh, Robusto was the Rothschild. And they used to be 48 ring gauge. You know, those all work out very well for me. Uh, 42 to 50 ring gauge and pipes with no softy bit. So, that's what I have for this week. Um, don't forget that now we're available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the audio portion of this show, 
is available on Apple Music, Spotify, and a number of other uh, sites that host uh, podcasts. And uh, you can also share the live stream. There's a button on your screen that allows you um, to contact somebody else and you can uh, sit together and watch the live stream together. And of course, uh, this uh, live stream is available on delay. So you can watch this anytime during the week. Uh, but obviously, you're not watching it live. If you do watch it on delay and you have a comment or you have a question, please feel free to drop it in the comment section. Uh, I get notifications throughout the week uh, to let me know that I've got a new notification and I will take a look at it and I will get back to you if it's something that requires uh, a reply from me. Um, as I've mentioned uh, numerous times, we've got a lot of really neat stuff coming up. I'm really looking forward to it, uh, and I'm looking forward especially to being able to introduce these new things to you um, throughout the next couple of years. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, I do thank you all for taking an hour out of your week to spend with me so I can ramble on about all things pipes, pipe tobacco, and even a little bit about cigars. Um, I'll be back next week uh, with a, another uh, program for you. And um, we'll be looking, I think, not next week. Next week's the twenty-first. Uh, I believe the twenty-eighth is when um, I'll be back together with Kane, and uh, we'll we'll have uh, another co-hosted show. So that's that's neat uh, because I enjoy doing this uh, with other people. Uh, take care of yourselves, uh, load up a bowl, kick back and relax, and uh, I do uh, look forward to seeing all of you again in the near future. Buck says it's the quickest hour of the week. Oh, huh. I'm glad you feel that way. Um, most people who listen to me talk uh, say it's the longest hour of the week, but uh, I appreciate that. Um, and and certainly, uh, you don't have to thank me for doing this. This is uh, this is a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoy doing it. Um, tell your friends. Tell anybody you know who smokes a pipe and have them tune in uh, either Thursdays at noon for the live uh, feed or uh, later on throughout the week. Uh, and uh, of course, you can always uh, look up PNC's Talking Tobacco, where you get your podcasts, and you can listen in the car on your smart speaker, on your smartphone. Um, Heck, I, you know, pretty soon I think that we're going to start playing it as uh, background uh, while you're doing your shopping in the supermarket. Anyway, that's it for me for this week. I'm Russ Willett from PipesandCigars.com. Thanks for watching. <laughs>